0: who do we want awesome cast who do we need awesome cast whoa you already did whoa.
1: that. can you do a who do we love so i can fit it across the entire song
0: who do we love station sure con who do we need chainsaw Faye. it doesn't really work it's way too long a name i'll just
1: cut and we'll, we'll we'll fix it in post <laughs> That's that's
0: what we'll do. (laughs) Too many syllables.
2: Who do we want? A few or less syllables. (laughs) Who do we
3: want? A brand new name. Who do we need? A brand new name. We've joked about
4: that. I don't know. Fuel fuel the rocket Uh, ship with the rocket fuel. Fill it with the power of the awesome
1: cast.
2: I'll only agree to rename it the Basil cast. (laughs) There, I said it. The Basil Nico cast. Starring Dylan. (laughs)
0: Starring Dylan. <laughs>
2: starring Dylan, starring Dylan, starring Dylan, <laughs> and Dylan will be the only podcaster, the, the Haber yes. cast. the, the Haber of, Haber cast. the Haber of My Heartcast. Well,
0: you know, special guest, you know, there
1: was time, there was time, <laughs> there was know. time. time now. starring
0: Dylan, also Charlie, featuring John. Yes, Oof. like, like it's how that works. And you were know, the last ones. You're the most important. Right. Yeah,
2: and the bas- and, and the Basil Experience. Yeah, and the small Yes.
0: So we're talking about Geek Media Expo.
3: Another fucking convention. Because we, that's what we do. We talk, we talk about, about conventions. conventions. We're the, convi- the Chainsaw convention, convention
1: Cast. cast. We, we're justifying our press badges.
4: That's a fact. Well, I've used it this kind of bit, so might as well justify it.
2: Welcome to paying the bills.
0: We Thank pay bills. What? There's bills. Bills? There's money?
3: Sure mm. why not. There's no money in this unless you're, you know, one of the other people
0: interviewed. You know what? Screw those guys.
3: Screw those guys for being successful.
2: So unless you're Chris Hardwick, you're not making money at this.
0: Geek Media Expo, Nashville, or more Franklin, I guess. On paper or Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. The land of
4: horses. This place is a serious horse fetish. I, I we are not lying. <laughs> you know what
2: needed more horses.
4: A, well, you could all use more horses. I saw some spaces that were lacking in True. horses. True, I'm looking at a couple portraits right now. Could use a horse.
3: Well, a lot of people don't realize is that uh, if you look at the Cool Springs of Marriott from from the view of a helicopter, it's actually in the shape of a horse head. A lot of people don't know that. I, I was yeah. really
1: surprised that they had as many parking spots as they did, and not not any not a single hitching post. Just. See, weird. That, that was poor planning, I it, think.
0: Yeah. Like, someone needs to go on the GMX forums and complain because things like this need to be heard. Someone
1: going online and complaining? No. I
0: know. Crazy. Crazy. Speaking of. All right. Good idea. Bad idea. Good idea. Using guidebook. Bad idea. Only using guidebook.
1: Yeah, you know, it's yeah. ironic
3: because. Dylan's uh, smartphone is not working at present. It
1: died like a week or two before the convention. So, so I
3: was, you know, of, of the three of us that were here, uh, I was the only motherfucker with a smartphone. So I, I felt like I controlled the narrative of GMX Volume 4.
1: You could still jump on um, Wi-Fi and, you know, get... One of the nice things they did was the convention apparently gave us complimentary Wi-Fi, or the the, the hotel the
0: Nico looks confused. I'm pretty sure we may have stolen Wi-Fi from the hotel.
1: <laughs> Anyways,
0: what Guidebook is, it's this really awesome app that you can download to your smartphone that you can download if a convention uses it. Or tablet. Can, or tablet, you can download their entire Mo- schedule. Or other mobile you device, can, wherever that means. You can make yeah, those don't exist. This is either Android iOS. If you're lucky, maybe Windows Phone. Anyways, and no one likes BlackBerries. Uh, lucky. Um, you can download a schedule. You can actually make your own schedule, it'll keep you updated. It's a really nice app. Unfortunately, GMX decided at the last moment to only use the app and not print actual paper schedules. That is not the greatest of ideas one can have.
4: Yeah, not even in this day of age, not everyone has a smartphone. Or necessarily wants to lug around their other mobile device.
3: There's a not-so-subtle underlying underlying, uh, message behind this. You have a smartphone. You're not fucking geek enough to be here. You need to turn around... And take that shit back home.
1: Well, I don't know that there's a message. I don't know if this is just like a it's, test.
3: It's a message.
0: It's a message. It is class warfare. It. GMX is o- launching a campaign o- GMX. Poor nerds. GMX is four the one Obviously, that's what's happening. For the 47%. Yeah,
1: the 47% just come here and they're getting free. I'm waving around my press badge and they
0: just. They, they don't. B- Binder's full of press passes. Binder's
3: full of press passes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean. I Nine. love the idea
0: of guidebook. I really do. I think it's a oh, good yeah. idea. Oh, yes. It's just you need a paper backup. Yeah. Because there's sometimes – for example, what I like to do is I like to get the actual paper thing, look through it, and then go through guidebook and actually uh, – you know, I like seeing yes. both. And there are many times where my phone is a smartphone. Smartphones die decently quickly, especially if you're keeping it, the Wi-Fi on or you know, the 3G or 4G, especially 4G, to download those updates – your phone is not going to last the whole day. But that piece of paper, that piece of paper lasts. A
2: lifetime.
0: T- two words? Use defender. Doesn't, doesn't do, doesn't do, it doesn't defend enough. Doesn't uh, defend, okay. Does not defend okay. enough.
1: But I think, uh, I think, we were talking about this last night, and I can't remember what you, you suggested it, but you know, maybe if they just charge a little extra, if it if it truly was. So, that that was
3: uh, Charlie's idea of you know. I just said
2: I would give schedule. somebody a quarter for a paper.
3: I I said you know you know a, a PDF or something, and and say say in advance, say hey, I'm not gonna have paper schedules, you know, print this shit off. We told you so. Otherwise, you know. Do well, no,
1: the, the choice of guidebook and Google Docs actually makes a lot more sense in one sense than a PDF in that it's really easy to update it automatically. You know, people well, are going to sure. keep going back, but yeah, it's just not as convenient to print out.
0: Like, you know, I get that paper costs money and that, but that's just, I think it's one of those things that you need to have. I, I really do.
3: Uh, along with, uh, you know, Chance of Buffet and the Awesome Guest Iron Guest list, I think you need to have that because we won't sell uh, a single ticket not at all um, but you know we can we can fill out we can fill up the, the roster anyway. Yeah we are a money losing machine. Yes. <laughs> like if, if you're looking to town size your convention if it's too big for you to handle or you don't have uh, anywhere else to go and you're looking at capping uh, your 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 attendance just invite us. I really
2: like the idea that we're specialists that conventions bring in when they need
3: to lose some attendance. <laughs> well, we, are, we need
2: to downsize this convention. We, until are, we, the, can find another we place. are the
3: YMCA
0: of convention guests. We're the ones that tell everybody to just get the hell out. We also dre- d- dress in goofy costumes of various professions, and we sing songs while dancing. It, it's pretty great. Wait, um, co- once once you see us dancing, that's usually when the real big attendance starts to drop.
2: Yeah, yeah. we are all dressed as podcasters though. We, we, we didn't decide to do different uh,
1: jobs.
3: Coming in uh, 2013, GMX Volume Five. Uh, it's going to be uh, Chainsaw Buffet and Awesome Cast present. Um, you know, red light podcasting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where we all risque
1: podcast. Risque no, no, we're just
0: going to podcast, but there's be like red lights everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. And they'll blink
3: and they'll cause seizures. And we'll start taking off our clothes very slowly during the course of a podcast. And
0: by that, we mean like we'll take off our shirt, it's kind of warm. It gets it's kind of cold, so we'll put the shirt back on. Yeah. yeah. Like but, a, but it will be featuring second. Denzel. So. Yes. <laughs> we can only hope. But it's, it's going to be Kevin in an Afro wig. Yeah. Well, well, just call me Denzel. Um, we'll call Denzel. That, 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 Is it weird
2: circus, that I already that, that, call that, that, Kevin that, Denzel Kevin. and have been for, for some time? And, Kevin, not really. I, Kevin, I can sort of see the resemblance, that, although that, he that,
0: doesn't really work out. Not like Denzel did. And I've never really found Jesus. <laughs> you're not really Denzel. That's
2: why. <laughs> you're, you're not looking very, very hard. He's everywhere.
0: Maybe if I started stripping, I'd find Jesus. Apparently that works. But even though I started like a plate, GMX has been really fun. Like I do not yeah. want you to think. To just that, get our main complaint out of the way.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. it's been a good time. I love that the how the, will they do with the badges? Oh, yeah. The badges cool. are these neat little circles, and it makes sense because MTAC has always had a history of you know actual pin badges, you know, which is pretty unique to MTAC. And I could still see like, well, how can we use that same idea for GMX but make it different, a little cooler? And I really think their little circle laminated badges really really do well for that.
1: It,
3: it's yeah. also very helpful as opposed to a convention like uh, MMA Week in Atlanta where they have printed badges for everybody and has everybody's name on them. And, you know, a lot of that's to protect people from switching, though you never ever check anyone's IDs at a convention. Um, you know, it, it just makes registration a lot simpler and smoother. You know, yeah. Like, yeah,
4: so, yeah, I don't know about people who actually paid at the door, but it was really easy for us to pick up
0: press badges. Yeah. It was... Which something the eighty way couldn't do. <laughs> yeah, which I know they're working on it, but man, yeah, they. Yeah, anyway, picking just, up the badges is always the wacky part there. G, GMX is always really neat because I don't really do that many not anime conventions, and I, I feel that GMX really is a lot of the neat stuff that you would see at a Dragon Con, but not nearly as many people. It's it's way more manageable. I had the exact exactly. same
3: thought. Can I point out something that's really weird here? Um, while I've seen a couple of them, I've not really seen nearly as much uh, Homestuck or Slenderman crap here as I have at AWA. I mean, they have
1: these Slenderman weird? crap here. They're the Marvel Hornets guys. I know,
3: but <laughs> I didn't see as many of them, uh,
1: you know, like, walking around dressed. To, no, to be small, fair, small, they're actually they one of the good ones. So you're but not, like, You're not getting the same sample, but it does seem to be older.
4: I've uh, seen maybe not as much as at anime conventions, but there's like there are schools of Homestuck cosplayers moving around with each other at the con. But uh, there, there's not as many schools. Yeah, yeah. like like, like there should be there should be yeah.
3: sharks
2: at the convention that, that thin out those schools. And- them in the wild.
4: There should be. It's as soon as we figure out the homestuck natural
0: predator of the Homestuck people. cosplayer. <laughs> no, no. Majestic and Homestuck do not go to no, exactly. That is
2: the problem with Homestuck cosplayers. They have no natural predators. Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, we true.
4: need a predator
3: for the Homestuck I, I think cosplayers. there needs to be like a nerd food chain where, the, you know, like the Homestuck people get people devoured by the Marble thing. Hornets. People get devoured by, you know, like the Weedonverse people get devoured by yeah. Star Wars and Star Trek. And then Narutards are like the Krill.
0: <laughs> um, they're at the, no, no, the very no.
4: bottom. No, Nar- no, Naruto is better than
0: Homestuck. We've decided this. But the, so the my my is, my so worry critical. is that Homestuck really just the, the tribbles. Like, yeah, there's only one or two. The next thing you know, they just keep growing really no, and and oh, there'll God, be nothing God, left. Yeah, they
4: reproduce parthenogenically <laughs> many, many times within a day.
3: Really? Eh. Coming soon, uh, we're gonna change our name from Chainsaw of to the Homestuck Cast, and never talk about Homestuck. But we're gonna get some listeners. <laughs> that would work.
4: That's they compl- you get people complaining. You need more homestuck, and you can just ignore them, and they still tune in because <laughs> it's
0: said the homestuck cast. Yep. No, it's because we're in our home and we're stuck. <laughs> we have nothing else to do. We're under house book book. arrest. I have an anklet. <laughs> I
3: can't leave. And the probation officer is not letting me leave the state. So uh, you know.
0: So I see, like, because the only you know respectable one of us is Charlie here with his Hell, little yeah. notepad. Um, what? What are some of the notes that you've taken over the course of this weekend?
2: I mean, just the basic stuff that that I've done, which isn't a whole lot, um, has been like the like the Rob paulson Billy West Q and A. That was pretty amazing. Except
4: well, that, it, except it, that it was an endless stream of you. someone of p They phrased it differently, but every single person was, "How can I be you?" It, it was the Dick well, writing panel. Well, it, was
2: a, it was a. It was. It was, they, they alternated. The first person was like, um, "How how are you funny or awesome?" The second person was. How can I be you? The third person was,
3: "How are you awesome?" The fourth person was, "How can I be you?" The fifth person was, "If I drink your blood, can I gain your power?"
1: <laughs> it, to be fair, they they both riffed on a lot of different things, and both of them, especially it, yes. you know, like,
4: it, the, the panel is interesting because the of the panel. Them. They both brilliantly turned those questions yeah. into actually telling us things that were fun to hear.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, they handled
2: it really. We well. don't we don't go to anime Q and A panels anymore, specifically because that. Maybe and, I was because, being naive, hoping. And because we do a lot of interviews. Yeah, and maybe, maybe I was being naive and hoping that, uh, oh, these, these aren't anime voice actors, so maybe... Nope! Maybe we won't get those kind of questions. Oh, no, that's the only questions we... Oh, that's good. Okay, so it's actually worse, because that's the only question you get.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm kind of fortunate that we didn't get a say the line from... Stuff. Yeah. Though they seemed way more happy to do it.
4: Yeah, they flipped into
0: various, in and out of various characters. I think they are
3: like, cutting it off at the past. I think they knew what was coming.
0: Well, that cutting and I'll off. realize, again, these guys, they all have, like, their comics or they're funny guys. Yeah. They're comedians. And a lot of the shows they do are comedies. And so, and they they prize themselves and they get their money, you know, they get their jobs because they can make these awesome, goofy voices. And these voices they do and the characters they play are just really part of their
4: routine. You make a really good
2: point, though, in that it seems like, in my experience, that more anime voice actors come from an acting background and then slipped into voice acting. And then a lot of the American voice actors seem to be a little more like they came from a improv or comedy background sometimes and singing into voice yeah well, so there, it's maybe well, that's one yeah. maybe maybe they just think, are more and I think that's cool. what Rob
4: talked about like him and a lot of the western animation voice actors are union voice actors oh, they're and most
0: anime voice actors are non-union work because there's no money actual money in anime no and there's much more money in actual cartoons yeah it is a sad truth and, also uh, there are some lovely you, you don't get paid for Bitcoin, Japan's yeah. concept of comedy is way weirder yeah Yes. Like more for it's more it's it's a really foreign Japanese thing and it does not translate very well to uh, our no. English speaking I mean, American stability, so what comedy is. You you watch enough
4: anime, you kinda get used to it and maybe even starts being funny.
0: And there are some anime shows that are universally funny. Yes. No matter who you are, but But a lot of it is super heavy reference or pun based, and a lot of times it's the puns are I'm screwing with the Japanese words of meanings and things, which, don't, which you can't translate. Unless you just have a very brilliant script writer. It would be a
3: lot like uh, taking Family Guy and, and taking that to the Japanese market, which I'm sure they do. But you I know, think it, they have. You know, it, it's like, okay, I don't know what any of these references mean or who these people are.
0: But because of that, and so many of the cartoon shows we get are comedies or have a lot of humor in them. I think it, it used naturally will draw more from the comic side, the comedian side, than you would just the purely acting side, which is, I think, what more anime tries to draw from. And also because the cartoons are made in, in the US, a lot of times all of them are made in LA, and that's where all the big time, yeah. if you want to really get into like a- real- acting, whether it's voice acting or not, or regular or normal acting. Well, it's any kind of professional showbiz career, in fact. Um, and so. It, I think you just have a more of a bigger pool to draw from. It's it is it's two different pools. It's two different pools of actors, no matter. But really, when Rob Paulson did Yakko's song, where with, with oh Yakko's world, yeah, Yakko's yeah, world, was the guy dressed up as Yakko, and they did it together as a duet. It was and glorious. they did it very well. You know, just that got you know, the that, that kid will never. Ever forget that in his life? No, that is what he story gets to tell his grandkids. It was heartwarming. I got to you, know, did you hear this song. Yeah, It's pretty cool. The granddad, well, guess who sing it with the guy who did it? And I was just the
1: Cartoon character. Oh my god! <laughs> it
0: was,
2: Dad, well, you're weird.
0: I'm going to go to football practice. That has got to
4: be
2: one of the best stories that will probably come out of yeah. yeah.
1: Of mm-hmm. what happened
0: to people at GMX.
1: Exactly. But it was, you know, it was one person who asked for it, not like a hundred people. Like, Can you do this? I know. Oh, yeah. I love this
0: character. Well, no, it was a case of he was actually talking to the guy before the panel story. Yeah, he was like, hey, exactly. you know, I know it the it's a song. And he's like, you know, get up here. We're going to do the song right now. Yeah, I don't care. We'll push that sound. We can do this for like two minutes. It'll be cool. The fact
2: that Rob Paulson still remembers that song. Yeah, because yes. that is a crazy complicated song. Yes,
4: it is the you know the United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, that one, and it's it's like every single country on Earth in rapid succession. It's
3: like every single country on Earth in you know. Well, 1990s, when they made it, when they made whatever. the Animaniacs,
4: the map has changed a little since then. Yeah, it's. But, a
3: I, I think it might be a tad dated, it's still awesome.
2: Yes. So what else did people do? Anything we we anything saw fun? male strippers. We did see male strippers. Risky cosplay, yeah. We did
4: see a couple female strippers, and it's sad we remember
3: the male strippers more.
0: <laughs> well, it was a risky cosplay, which means that none of these people were actual professionals. It was you know, yo you, know, you know, adult it, kids, you know, who
3: wanted detention
1: by taking off their clothes.
0: Yeah. No, that, that works. Adult kids. I mean, I don't
1: know.
4: They're a real. I'm like, an adult kid. I'll. I'll we're get all. To that. Well, I don't know about all of us. Charlie's pretty responsible, but
0: that's, uh, that's, that's all... an
3: outright lie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was interesting. It reminded me why I don't go to cosplay contests. Yeah, it's been. I don't know how many years since we. The the plus side was that it was a short cosplay contest. It
3: was. Yeah. It was scheduled for two hours I and mean, it lasted
0: like. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised
4: they
3: only like had was it
0: four or five. Four actual contestants and they had a ringer. Yeah. Because yeah. the fourth yeah. contestant decided to add in, add in a skit. And skits and cosplay do not mix. I don't care what skits you Skits and are, cosplay are. are the devil. Dave Merrill.
3: It, w- <laughs> it would have only been like, you know, 20 minutes if uh, the couple that came on before the ringer hadn't done... Uh, you know their thing to an eight-minute seven 7-volt song, yeah, that, which, that which really is a great, dragged. which is a great song, but that was awkward as hell to see those two. Who, that really, that really dragged.
4: Nobody was taking off enough clothes, and it was boring. And then they, and in a they, they just wanted to make <laughs> out,
3: but they qu- couldn't quite do it. So yeah, it, it was just, it was, it just, it was awkward, but, and and that's coming from a guy who's sitting there uh, at a place where strangers are taking off their clothes. Enough to be compelling, but not enough to actually, you know, m- make me, uh, you know, want to want clap. But but, but then they threw in Denzel. Unless you're a brawny, then you want
2: to
0: clap. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> but, but once they threw in Denzel, everything
4: was fine. Oh, yeah. Denzel, Denzel was was amazing. Denzel was amazing. <laughs> he
0: was. He uh-huh. found Jesus. Oh my goodness, he found Jesus. That,
2: that is my favorite line from the entire convention. When Denzel he's found, leaning found over Jesus. And
0: go, oh shit, he found Jesus. All right, Denzel. He's this. He's he's part of this burlesque troop and he came in out of nowhere as like suddenly we have another contestant and he put and on challenger a
1: challenger appears
0: yeah like and he, and he puts on a a wild well Denzel appears uh, yeah a <laughs> good show like he, he knew what he was doing and at some point he's raising his arms to the sky and my brain is me goes oh shit he found Jesus he's looking up in the sky he found Jesus
2: I lost it. I, I so lost And after it was over, I was still laughing. I'm sure people were thinking, what the hell? There's nothing funny about Denzel. He's serious.
4: <laughs> uh, but we needed Denzel, though. We, we weren't needed... making
3: fun of him
1: personally. Oh, no. He
4: personally turned what would have been a bad memory walking out the door, had he not been there, to like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was that a was wasted evening, game. except for Denzel.
1: Hearing you people talk about it, the whole thing, it just sounds... Some Amazing. form of legendary. It just yeah. sounds so insane. And
0: Denzel is legendary. Legendary. He, he is, legendary. is now, anyway. The, legend of Denzel. the man planned ahead. He had two pairs of boxers. He did. Yeah. yeah. So he undid one boxers and still had more behind. And I mean behind.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but no, 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 that was
3: he obviously knew what he was doing. And and I'm I'm sad that our our good friend uh, Phil. Um, didn't uh, come up and and do uh, stripping the Gangnam style. I'm, re- I'm really sad for that because he was dressed his size the whole all weekend, so That's, that is a thing.
1: Let's let's have one place where the Gangnam style parodies cannot. Do. No, this
0: place this place had it too.
1: I, I'll screw it I
0: heard it several times People were playing it It's yeah, everywhere we And hey, let's face it The dance is the horsey dance Have yeah. you been in this hotel? Have it's you seen so many horses? This may
2: be the most appropriate place yeah. This is the.
0: This should have been the Gangnam Style Media Expo We should have
3: had Sye si here Gangnam I mean, I the... Media Expo That's
0: He'll probably
1: start like doing conventions In a couple of years yeah, after
3: he's not a big bottler. I know there are a lot of people that say, oh, this is terrible, this needs to stop. I'm going to sp- to speak up in defense of Psy and say, you know what? If you heard Taylor Swift, that shit's awful. I, I would rather take e- – even I- – I don't know what the words mean. I-, I don't speak Korean. Um, But even if they're terrible, even if they're just the most tried uh, black-eyed peas level, what you're going to do with all that? junk took me five minutes to write this I'm making millions of dollars off of it crap it's still better because I don't understand what it is I I, I can't
0: hear the word that's actually kind of funny because it's actually satire it is
4: a satire on the rich and well to do of Korea and the people trying to live like they're rich and well to do and who can't afford it. So
0: it's actually kind of a smart song, if you know the words. We think. We think theory.
2: <laughs>
1: so People tell
2: us. Basil doesn't know Korean either. He just came up with this theory. That that's what it must no, be. I'm,
1: I've seen that before. So oh, yeah, no, it's
4: totally Wikipedia. It's true. My now, like, Gangnam is, like, the richest district in Korea or something like that. I'm probably wrong as shooting myself in the foot. And uh, so I'll... I'm, I'm still
2: waiting for right. Crispy Crunch to get really big over here. Yeah, me too. I'm waiting for
4: the Korean invasion. The '60s
2: yeah. were the were the British invasion. <laughs> well, the, the side the we, teens will be yeah. the
0: gonggong Gong styles on the radio. Yeah. It may be, it may be here. I hope the entire well, decade no, the is, is defined
2: by Korean pop and. Rock. If you can get
0: a second song on the radio, yeah. then that's something. Right now, it's just the one. Anyways, we're not talking about gonggong. Style. Oh yeah, we're talking about geek medias and expos. This is geeky media, but not an expo.
2: One of the things that they, I think this was, this may have been the first year they did it. Was they got robot battles here? That was freaking awesome. Was
4: it? Tell yeah. us all about it. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I wish
2: I I, I, I wish I'd caught all of it. I came in kind of late, unfortunately, because I, I think I slept in. But um, and they and they the stage they had or the arena they had was only big enough to do. I think it was the ant and beetle. They couldn't get to like the big thirty pound robots. Yeah, um, the big, big bad beetle zord. Exactly, and. Um, <laughs> But no, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, those, it is, because I used to, when I went to Dragon Con, I would watch Robot Battles, and while, and they would do the big 30-pound ones, so that was, it would be nice to see those, but those little ones, the, the way they're, I mean, and granted, a lot of the, the robot styles are the same as they were, you know, 10 or however many years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, whenever they first started doing Robot Battle type stuff. Um, I mean, there's only so many basic concepts, pretty much. But, man, that's, I mean, some of those things were just insanely, like, oh, if there weren't, like, bulletproof glass encasing this arena, somebody would have been decapitated. Um, <laughs> there was there was a robot called, I think it was DDT. I can't remember which team built it. but And, and I can only imagine it was designed to do this because it kept doing it unprovoked. It was It had a spinning blade on the front of it, more or less. And it would basically set itself up to use the blade to knock itself all over the arena. Like it was hitting the glass sides, it was hitting the top of the arena. I mean, it was just bouncing around. But otherwise, it was just this little blade, this little box, and two wheels. But they were able to make it do that. And it's, and there were like sparks flying. And um, the actual championship for one of the one of the weight classes, the winner caught on fire, and that was the <laughs> winner. <laughs> and they had to rush it out of the building. And spray it down. It, it was, it was beautiful. I that's and that's and I don't, and like you guys, I don't go to a lot of conventions now that aren't anime principally. Uh, there aren't a lot around here. There's some, but yeah. Well, there are a few more
3: that are that are. There's one going right, on in Knoxville this weekend that I yeah. didn't now interesting. But, but
2: yeah. it's it's really nice to. It, it's it's cool to have that sort of variety that you can have something like robot battles, which would never really work at an anime convention and so I, I haven't been able to see it since Dragon Con the last time I was there. So it's been several years.
0: Although what we did miss was a straight out of Comic Con. We caught yes. the so last time. It's a stand though. up so stand up duo and they did a really good job.
2: Yeah, the few minutes yes. that I saw of it I, I was impressed. Uh, yeah. I would like to have seen more like comedies. they
0: totally have the right cadence to stand up comedy. They they it, it worked out really well. They yeah. did a good job. Yeah, yeah. they have got a chance good. to catch their full show we're we're gonna try.
2: Man. Yeah definitely um, they had the improv group from is it University of Georgia, the Laugh Out Loud I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I I love seeing those guys at any convention uh, that I go to. I mean they are they their 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 lineup was a little different. They had two or three of the guys that I've generally seen. Though honestly, the one that I I probably the one that I I hate to say it, find the funniest was not here. But um but they had a bunch of the guys that that I just think are um hilarious. And I got to, I got to see one of their or one and a half of their uh, performances, and I, I just I love seeing them at every every convention I've been to. Um, they, I I always get the impression that, that you know they they even though it's a it's a college club that that they take it seriously. Uh, you know that they're really trying. They're not half assing it or so I, I I really appreciate what they do.
0: Now, sadly, Saturday morning was kind of a low point because we stayed up kind of late and I slept Yeah, and I look at my phone. I wake up and Dylan says, "Hey, there's interview slots open." And I'm like, "I respond, sweet." They're all full now.
1: <laughs> yep, because by the time
0: it was an hour later when I woke up after when he sent the text, by that time it was all filled. So they they
1: kind of trickled in, you know, Friday night and Saturday morning. So
3: we had a, we had a man station here, you know, for for as as things popped up. We had a man station. Yeah, we Dil- had a guy on the inside. Yeah, I did. Dylan, Dylan was their guy on the inside. Um, yeah, I
1: volunteered, so I
3: didn't do as much of the panels. One of the panels I I went to that uh, stuck with me was uh, Robert J. Schwab's um, panel. It was a, a DMing panel. Beverage. He wrote um, several books for Wizards of the Coast for uh, D&D 4th edition. I think 3rd edition as well. But I don't I'm sorry I missed name. that from what you were telling me. Yeah. Um, but he wrote some of my favorite fourth edition books, and as, as anyone, we don't talk about D&D nearly enough on the podcast, but anyone who's, who's heard me do, talk about Do you about actually it. like fourth
0: edition? I love fourth edition. I'm its biggest defender. That's actually not sure. I know another guy who's probably as big defender as you are, but keep going. Um, you should
2: form
3: a team.
0: You should.
3: But 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 that mostly has to do with the fact that... Come I, to heaven, I'll introduce you. Yeah, I didn't start um, with like first or second edition or a D and d or anything like that. I started with third edition. And uh, started like most of the games I played, you know, I I like playing D D far more than I like DMing um, for a lot of reasons because I I come up with a lot of uh, character concepts that I really enjoy. I, I don't know that they're necessarily. I I, I hate to go out on a limb and say that they're good character concepts, but they're ones that I enjoy. And they're things that I enjoy playing. Um, but usually whenever we run, run stuff, you know. Because it's easier to do so, uh, you know. DMs always want to start at a really low level, and a, and a lot of the other people that I play with want to start at low level because they don't, they're lazy and they don't want to roll up like this fourteenth level character and but have to go me, through the whole process. It's because
1: I actually enjoy like playing a low level character, not like someone but that but in, like...
3: in third edition I despise that more than life itself because. There's a vast majority of classes in third edition that level one, level two, until you get I to know, like you know level five or so. Five or so, they're the completely are useless.
1: More about yeah. having utility skills and and, skills. and
3: and I like to be able to do something in combat and out of combat, and mm-hmm. I think that across the board on all the classes, fourth edition does a far better job of that. Agreed. Um, and going back,
2: and I do go back to D and D, AD and D, and second edition uh, AD and D. Um, And that's it, it. I don't know that it was ever any better. Like, third edi- it, 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 fourth edition in that respect was a huge improvement over any of the previous editions, I would say. And one of the,
3: the problems that I find people have with fourth edition when I talk to them about it, it's usually stuff that can be creatively worked around. You know, they're like, you know, oh, it, you know, it condenses too many things. You know, you can, you can come up with stuff. You can, you can work with it. It's, it's meant for you to, you know, pick and choose what rules you want, and it's it's a framework. It's not a a, a law book. Um, I think Dungeons and Dragons should bring back Thaco for fifth edition. They should bring back Illustrate but
4: Tha- uh,
2: Thacko is my litmus test. Tell, <laughs> I mean, if you mention Thacko then you can tell how long I, someone's been a gamer I think, and how much
3: into it they were. I think instead of using Thacko as a mechanic, they should have Thaco as a deity. <laughs>
4: I did once for a third edition game introduce Thaco Goblins. They kept just like chanting a number.
1: <laughs>
4: it would like be 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, and the big one in the back would be 5.
3: <laughs> and
4: you're very wait, nerdy wait, wait, if you wait, understand wait, what we're wait, talking wait. about.
3: Thaco is like uh, the Iran car in uh, Bleach. You know, the lower the number, the more powerful they are. Uh, I would say golf,
1: uh, golf scores, but sure, yeah. that works. No,
2: I think you just explained Bleach. I, yeah. think, I think you just—it's it's their Taco score.
4: There's a Japanese guy sitting at Taco Bell playing D <laughs> and D. He's like, "I got an idea." They're probably still playing Second Edition or a game that's a let's, rip off of Second Edition.
1: We're going to go to Burrito Grande and five, the wrong Card Number One. <laughs> we're we're going go to go to Burritos. <laughs> let's go to Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so delicious.
3: anyway, D and D panel. Um, but yeah, we—that's we, okay. We, Tangents, we away. have them. <laughs> we took a very circuitous route. Um, R.J. Schwab wrote uh, the Forgotten Realms Player's Guide, and Players, uh, which introduced the Sword Mage, and Player's Handbook 3, which introduced Sonics. And anyone who knows me and d knows I love uh, swords and sorcery combined at the same time. Um, but... He had this panel about DMing and he brought some really interesting points. He he crafted the panel, I came in about halfway through, but he crafted it in such a way that um it was like he was talking about a game that, that he was running and how he was doing it and he was putting down situations. He was like, Okay, so you know, in the game I'm running right now, you know, the the party's coming back from a dungeon and you know it's basically starting a new arc in that campaign. And he's like, "So what are some what are some things that we can do?" And he was really just brainstorming with everybody and getting them thinking about the process of, of getting the players involved and things that they could do. Um, uh, the The real unfortunate part about this is that it was a panel forty for about dming four DMs, which meant that you had a lot of dungeon masters in there who were all assholes and all that guy. So that was that was my one, uh, you know. Regret about that panel. I really wish that we had, had the opportunity to to interview them to interview Robert Schwab because I think he would have had some very interesting things to say.
0: Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll bring him back. Speaking of interesting panels, um, there was the what is it? um Oh yeah, the Kabbalah panel. Kabbalah panel. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, was not that uh, it was great. Well, they like, the, the girl who ran it. Like she knew
4: what she was talking about as best as anyone can who's not actually heavily involved in Kabbalah, which you have to be <laughs> a forty-year-old Jewish male at least. So, uh,
2: so she had a couple strikes against her, but she was fucking uh, do. No, yeah,
4: she,
0: she pulled it off. Like she made it work.
4: She was. She had a cute, you know, a pop culture, media, literature that you know, and what were these things and how they show up, and it was it was very. It was somewhat intellectual and fairly
0: informative. It was good. Um, dealers room was neat. Um, it wasn't the most gargantuan yeah. dealers room I've been in, but it, it had variety. It had yeah. a lot of variety. It, it,
2: it, it, to me, it showed that that they make an effort to try to have a little bit of
3: everything. It had a hat joystick hooked up to a Dreamcast running uh, Marvel vs. Capcom two. I was happy with that. And yeah, there was a virtual. Play. It was better
4: than the game room. <laughs> I uh, poked my head in the game room. I, nothing that really... I'm not normally a game room person, though, yeah. so nothing yeah. that really wowed me or made me go, oh, i got to stop and play this. Not like the... that Whatever that beat game
0: is that uh, <laughs> that is occasionally brought to Hamacon. It is know. always sad to see NESs plugged into HDTVs. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because your aspect ratio is... that. That is... I'm, I'm going to go on my right now. I have a couple of complaints about the game room... Um, I didn't find out that there were tournaments. I asked the the GMX Twitter, and and this is not in the JMX Twitter person's fault. Whoever's responsible for that, I think they've done a very good job of being attentive to the fees and responding to people's yeah, questions uh, and concerns. So whoever runs that, you know, a thumbs up. I, I greatly appreciate you. But you know, I didn't find out until I was already here um, that there were even going to be tournaments because there is nothing about it on the site, uh, nothing about it on the schedule, and you know. As people should know by now, I usually bring my joystick and enter, you know, like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or whatever's going on. Um, but apparently there were tournaments, but I didn't have my joystick with me. And in truth, you know, we were so busy doing interviews and, and stuff uh, for the podcast, I may not have even been able to enter. But it was just the fact that I didn't know until I was already here. And as Basil alluded to, you know, talking about NES is hooked up to TVs, all the TVs were HDTVs and... If if you're a big enough nerd about these things like I am, you know there there are proper TVs for proper type of games and and fighting games because of the timing and precision involved. Um, HD TVs for those who may not be aware, um, especially fighting games, you get a lot of input lag. Um, things don't quite happen as as fast as they do in actuality because of uh, delays in the connection from the console to the TV. Um, so fighting games ideally in tournament settings are either played on um you know crt tvs because there's no lag in that connection or on uh specific monitors that have little to no lag like uh, the asus i think is a 236t is what they use at evo but um they were all on hd tvs everything was on hd tv and they had fighting games and they had nintendo games and they just
0: I mean, it was, it was, it was neat to see, but it was obviously, you know, this was probably. Whoever read it, it was not their first priority to do this. Yeah. To this gamer upright. But I mean, people were going in, people were playing games, they were having fun. Oh, DDR yeah. and that's what's really important. Yeah, agree. And it had better dance music than the dance that was going on when we walked into oh, the that fancy oh, Yeah. There it, is no
2: party like a fat white guy dance
0: party. Oh yeah, yeah it, it's true. Yeah, in
3: all fairness, what I'm saying is it's very nitpicky stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the right the standard congo who just walks in there and play games is gonna be fun.
0: The reason why. Uh, We've got the fifteen minute sign. so oh fantastic. So we, I don't want it to be like Rawr, GMS. Because I, I had a great time. Yeah, it was really yes. fun. Oh yeah, really so good panel. I got I got to go to was the uh, the beer panel, the getting nerdy panel. Oh yes, again. I I had beers I liked and I hate beer. And it was <laughs> neat. they did all <laughs> nice. local like Middle Tennessee brews for That's the cool. whole thing. If we ended up um, doing an interview, I would have
1: tried to go. Yeah, like they had a
0: pumpkin ale that was brewed inside a brewed with a pumpkin. That was actually nice. really good. Um that was released, like, two days ago. I decided in retrospect that it was really good. I know I said at the time I
4: couldn't decide if I loved it or hated it. I think I loved it.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, that was... And-
2: there was the, the... And I went to the geek journalism panel. That was pretty good. Run, I, I remember the guy that was running it. <laughs> it, was, um, it was all podcasts. He, he was a bit of an asshole, yeah. but but I, mean, I think his heart was probably in the right place. Um, <laughs> and also got to go to the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, indie games panel that was put on by... A couple of douchebags. A couple douchebags yes. named Dylan and Mike. Um, which was actually... I am not an indie game developer. I have no interest in developing indie games, but it was a really informative... Panel. It was really well done, and, yeah. and,
3: and I'm not just saying that because Dylan's saying right here. It, it was, it was interesting, and I am ready to bury indie game development far beneath the earth where it belongs. But that was that was a really neat panel. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it wasn't specifically supposed to be indie game. Like it could no. be any sort of games. You don't have to label it. but yeah. Since we were doing Xbox Live indie games, um, yeah, I was kind of glad that, um, you know, I. I I put the slides together, went over them with Mike. I'm glad Mike actually came to the GMX so we could both kind of talk about the development process. Yeah. The only the only issue I had during that panel was when we got in, um, and it, this was one of the panel rooms that had been segmented off into three different rooms during the middle of the day. When we got in there at, at midnight, like, the, the TV was not set up. It was, like, half set up, so we had to
3: kind of rush but I don't know Yeah, and you guys had another panel in there right before you so it wasn't yeah. like you had a lot of uh, a lot of, uh yeah. setup time or anything like that with uh, Captain Bromerica yeah I, you know I, we were waiting for Dylan and Mike's panel and I'm like well what's going on before that I'm like oh you know Marvel you know a, ABC or A to Z or is is some sort of alphabet thing oh
1: yeah no that was before
0: deep journalism wasn't oh it? yeah you're right it was before deep journalism um I did see this 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 before the uh, Kabbalah panel. There was this apparently like this, this 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 battles panel where this guy would go. He'd show up an image of like two superheroes and people had to argue who would win.
2: I kind of wanted to go to that. It was
0: such. It was the, one of the best lazy panels I've ever seen. <laughs> it obviously took him no work. Just but found some wallpapers like, like, that's and he's, he's like, all right, Nightwing versus Spider-Man. Dance puppets, dance. And people got into it, especially Denzel. Um, I bet he did. Like arguing the various merits and problems uh, of how one would beat one, and it was I'm well, like, man, this is like nerd one up my shit on ice. Like, it's a- <laughs> <laughs> like this. Well, you know, Nightwing's kind of a dick, and Spider Man's a bro. So you know, Spider- the bro. elevator will teach you. Spider Man was a bro. He helped me in the elevator. So final thoughts, GMX. Uh I had a lot of fun. Like, by and large, most of the panels I went to yeah. I enjoyed. I had a good time. I, I kind of wish I could have gotten some more interviews in, but Oh well. Guest relations, yeah. unfortunately, it's a really complicated thing. Yeah. And some and when you if you don't get the you know, the, the schedule on time, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, I should be up earlier in the morning.
4: Yeah. I, I enjoy that, you know, I I guess a lot of times I I've, I do a lot of the anime cons primarily, but it's nice to go to a con that embraces the other nerdy things I like. (laughs) Because I'm, you know, I'm a uh, renaissance nerd. Uh,
2: (laughs) And um, I I had a lot of fun. I think the the guest list was really good. The interviews we got with with Ellen McLean and and Veronica Belmont, Rob Paulson, and Doug Walker, they they were all really great people. Um, I mean, there was no... Any, there, there, I can't think of really any elements offhand that I was like, oh, that's just god-awful. Um, hey, Nico, come here. What did you think? Get your ass in here. Final thoughts on GMX. It
4: was okay. <laughs>
2: you heard that, that's from, right, you heard from, that the from the Shadow Emperor himself. Yes, from the con chair of GMX himself.
4: He proclaimed it okay. From the horse's <laughs> mouth.
3: <laughs> uh, thus,
4: it uh, was spoken,
0: thus it shall be. Um, I, I will say that I wish there was another day so I could do more stuff.
3: Yes. yes. I, I will say that, you know, overall, you know, there there were issues, um, but, you know, JMX yeah. is in year four, and, and I think that's important to remember. They're still trying a lot of things out. But overall, I, I really enjoyed myself this year, um, and I'm excited to see where they where they go with this next year because there's a lot of great potential at this convention. Oh, yeah,
0: this this could totally... They could totally blow this up really nice. But a word of warning, MTAC. This is from the past to the future. Paper schedules. Paper schedules.
1: Ooh.
0: Dylan. Oh.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, actually, kidding. GMX is shaping up to be one of my favorite conventions of the year. I mean, you, you get the variety of DragonCon without all the things. You hate about it. Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Yeah.
2: It's like the um, best of DragonCon without all the crap.
1: Actually, like doing volunteering this year, I kind of almost want to volunteer at the other anime conventions where I have less to do and just, uh, you know, devote a lot of time to this. Kind of uh, relax. Um. I don't know.
3: That was Fumex, well, everybody.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Oh shit! He found Jesus. <laughs> But seriously, no. It's a lot of fun. I wish there was another day to do more stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like, I wish
1: I did not start... I wish I started earlier on Friday.
0: Because I, I would have liked that if you started earlier on Friday. It yeah. was more of a more of a noon to whatever. Um... But also then again there was stuff that I wanted to do that I didn't have time for because I was doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. Well, I to really do. wish I got up in the morning to see those robot battles. Like I'm really yeah. sad I that. Yeah. There were some
4: overlapping panels, so you know, there was stuff to do. If you didn't want to do panel A, you go to panel B. Yeah,
2: they fit it's it's amazing how how much content they do fit into 48 hours. It's I'm sorry I missed the Higgs
4: boson fun. thing. I wanted to hear the actual sciencey panel. That but it was really uh, good. It was
3: really good. <laughs> so so we've heard. But uh Let's get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, we're being,
2: we're being we're being we're yes. being kicked out. We, we don't have to it. go home, but we don't. We can't, we stay, can't here. stay there.
0: Good night, everybody.
2: Good night, Doctor Good. Nick. Thank, Thank you,
0: Claypool. You've
1: been great.